What's going on, Falcons family? Since it's a slow week, we figured we would uh, we'd get a guest on and try to drum up some things to talk about. Obviously, I'm joking. It's been a crazy-ass couple of days. So let's get out of your Falcon mind. Let's go. Welcome in to episode 94 of Out of Your Falcon Mind, Atlanta Falcons fan cast. My name is John, one of your hosts, joined by my co-host as always, Mr. Mike Cottrell. What is happening, brother? Crazy week. I'm ready to talk about some insanity, man. Man, it's uh, it's the official first day of the new year, and mm-hmm. it's our, I guess, season three, uh, I guess you would call it, since we started kind of halfway through 21. Oh, yeah. Okay, technically, yeah. it's season three, you know? Yeah. So... You know, it's kind of it's 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 good. It's cool. It's a special day. So, uh, of course, we're coming to you all, you guys from the Variety Sports Network. As always, check out Variety Sports for any other. If you're fans of any other teams, fans of any other sports, just go to the channel, check it out. Good chance you're going to find something there, man. They're growing like crazy, so make sure you give them a shout. So, buddy, speaking of shouts, before we even get started, sh- shout out to my man Savion uh for getting a writing job john where did you say he he was he writing is now writing for blog and dirty yeah blog of dirty no blog and dirty blog and dirty <laughs> yeah, blog, blog and dirty, dirty. <laughs> I, I thought he was i thought he was on some freaky shit oh, hey no. savion i'm proud of you buddy i'm happy as hell for you my man savion mixing i gotta go follow him it's dope that's right man and uh if you guys are obviously watching us on youtube smash the like button for us mm-hmm. And subscribe if you haven't already done that. Helps us get out to more Falcons fans. And the growth we've seen over the last couple of months has been crazy, man. Just keep it going. Uh, we're loving every minute. But we just passed, I think we have 1,020 followers now on Twitter, mm-hmm. which is great. So if you're on Twitter, give us a follow, man. We'll, and if you're a Falcons fan, I, I try to go through all of them. But it, sometimes our mentions get, like, just jumbled. So if I haven't followed you back and you're a Falcons fan, just tweet me. and be Like, dude, I'm a Falcons fan. Follow me. Mm-hmm. And I will follow you back. So. Uh, dude, let's let's not waste any more time. Let's get our special guest on the show. How about it? There he is. There you go, the man of the hour. What's going on, fellas? How's it going? What's up, buddy? Man, this is great, man. A lot going on this week, Whew. in case y'all haven't noticed. Man, okay, so Dan, Daniel and I were texting back and forth on Monday. Um, I was trying to work. Um, it wasn't working out for me very well. Mike, I think, was somewhere off in the middle of Georgia, like uh, middle of Black Hole. He didn't know what yeah. was going on. I didn't know so. what was going on. <laughs> I had to text darkness him. retreat. There you go. Pretty yeah. much, yeah. His own darkness retreat. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, dude, I mean, it was. I couldn't get anything done Monday. I mean, I was I was working for a little bit. Then I would a signing would happen, and I would just go nuts, mm-hmm. and I'd sit there and tweet and read, you know, go through Twitter. Uh, just been, and I know obviously with you, it's probably been an insane uh, couple of days. So, yeah. So, before we even get into it, man, let's tell the folks who might not know who you are, what you do, who you write for, how you got your yeah. start, all that good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm writing for um, the Atlanta Falcons Sports Illustrated website. Um, I got my start November 2021, um, writing for um, a local uh, sports website in Georgia. Um, and then a few months after that, I started writing for Around the Block, um, which I'm still technically associated with now. Um, wrote for them 
um, with like a purpose for about probably like a month, month and a half. And then I got uh, my job offer at SI. Um, so now, now I write there pretty much, I write like three, four articles every day. Um, been able to cover the Falcons uh, in person at the Shrine Bowl, um, at the Combine. Um, been able to experience a lot of pretty cool things in the last year, um, in this offseason in particular. So that's kind of my story. Um, kind of climbed the ladder pretty quick. Um, now I'm here with Out of Your Falcon Mind. So <laughs> the okay. top thing that's happened this week for me. <laughs> Man, have you ever been so good at a job that you was only there a month and somebody <laughs> came to get you? Because uh, I've been in jobs for years. <laughs> time every day, stay late, no reward. The man is so good. He was at the job for a month in Sports Illustrated. You got to love it. Yeah, man. I, I, I do got to brag on you, man. I mean, you've, uh, we, we connected with you not too far uh, or too long after we started mm-hmm. the podcast. And we've, you know, we've, um, and for you guys watching, listening, whatever you're doing, make sure you follow Daniel on Twitter or yeah. find a way to get his articles, man, because yeah. just fantastic writer, fantastic coverage. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I'm not just saying it because you're on the show. I mean, what we said it over the, over, the, over the time that we've been associated with you, man. So, yeah. And thanks for taking the time on this obviously very busy-ass week to, yeah. uh, to join us, man. I mean, yeah, it's, it's no, been it, it really It means the world. Um, I, I've had a lot of lot of really nice encounters with, with Falcons Twitter and, and Falcons media people in the last um, well, last year, obviously, but especially the last month or so. So um, really happy to be on and uh, really appreciate all the support. Mike, adding on, shout out Savion if you're watching. All love, buddy. Mm-hmm. Um, happy for you, dude. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. man. So let's jump into chat before we get going. And by the way, chat, I'm going to do my best tonight. We've got a lot to talk about, so I'm not going to be able to go through everything, but I'm going to, you know, just want to say hey to some folks that are already in here. Dre, what's Ray. up, brother? He said, what's going on, fellas? Rise up. Chef Terry F, baby, <laughs> killing it. That he is, man. Uh, Carrie, what's going on? Carrie, what up? She said, happy to hear from y'all since free agency started mm-hmm. and all the amazing signings have happened. Absolutely. Aunt, Aunt, what's up, buddy? What up? And Carrie said something that we just Daniel just talked about right before we got on the right before we got on this on the yep. show. We'll get into that in a second. Pamela, what's going on, Miss Pam? Pam. Aaron, what's cracking, buddy? Aaron. Good to see you, man. And uh, James, what's going on? James. What up? Travis. Travis. What's up, buddy? Terry has his hairnet on and he is yeah, cooking. He is Damn right. Cooking. Yeah. I could have found a hairnet. I, but I, I got the I got that the chef. I, I did I found the chef hat. I could have found a hairnet. Mm-hmm. That'd been even funnier to probably put that on him. Uh <laughs> Carrie laughing at you. Blog of dirty. Look, hey, I didn't know what he said. <laughs> hey, I thought he was I thought he was on a whole nother vibe. Oh <laughs> damn. Uh Jordan was cracking, buddy. Jordan, what up? Kendra, what's going on? Good to see you. Kendra. Liam was butt buddy. Liam, buddy. That's my son, Daniel. Just so you know. Oh, <laughs> he, yeah, cool. He, he may have some questions for you. Yeah, um, I got I'm here to answer stuff. Davis, what up? Davis, what's happening? Good to see you. Uh, ATL here. Hey, Steven, what's going on, brother? Steven, what's up, buddy? See you, man. And hi, gents. Puerto Rico is Falcons. Falcons I love Falcons, it, man. You're damn right. I love Worldwide. It. I love it. Oh, Carrie just said Jamal Williams just signed a three year deal with the Aints. Okay. Didn't huh. know that. That sucks. She said I get the money for that. She just said I can't root for him. I'm with you. Oh no, hell no, no. Once he puts that uniform on, it's a done deal. Yeah, Uh, yeah. I mean, I can't even do that with my Alabama players when they go to the Saints. I mean, sorry, man. Man, if my grandma, if she went to the Saints, I would catch her in the parking lot. (laughs) Can't do it, man. So 
we're we're, we're going to come back. Uh, since Variety Sports is growing, we have to we get we're getting some ads. So we're going to do a quick ad. We'll be back in less than a minute, and we'll mm-hmm. get going with the show. All right, so I'm a baseball guy, and my goal is to actually see a game in every Major League Baseball stadium. Now, I'm more than a third of the way there, and I never buy from the team's websites. SeatGeek is my first stop whenever I'm heading to a new city for a ball game. Now, obviously, they've got some other sports, as well as concert tickets, Broadway, comedy, I mean, you name it. And now, for BSN listeners, they're actually offering you 20 bucks off your first ticket purchase. So just use the code BSN, that stands for Variety Sports Network. So that's BSN to save 20 bucks. So put that to use for some food or for some drinks at whatever event you are wanting to attend. Again, that code is BSN to save 20 bucks on your first SeatGeek purchase. And we're back. How about that? Quick. Yeah. SeatGeek, baby. $20. SeatGeek, baby. Yeah. All right, buddy. So you have a little something for uh, for Danny before we get going? I just say we we start the show off right. You let's know? do it. We got Dan on the show, so let's play fucking ice pick flick. Right? <laughs> let's play. Let's just start off with a game. Ice pick flick. We got Dan on the show. Dan, Ooh, I gotta tell you this, man. Mm-hmm. You are like everyone's like uh, what's he called, man? Rookie of the year. So when we say we like, man, how old is he? Then when everybody said like, and he worked where? And, yeah. and then we all root for you. We like, damn, how did you know? Yeah, Kenny, who we just had on the show, is like a great fan. He said, "Man, that dude going places." So we all, so that. we gotta play ice pick flick just to get your take on a few things. We call you ice pick because he's so sharp. You feel me? So here we go. Ice pick flick. Let's go. I appreciate that. Let's get it okay. popping. Ice pick flick. First question. Yeah. What is the song you have? that is on your phone that will blow all our mind that just was like why do you have this or i wouldn't expect you to be listening to this okay that's a very good question <laughs> i'm trying to think about what i've listened to lately okay um you know what i'm gonna go with i've got some like old school Katy perry rolling in my oh Katy perry the okay honesty. Now, here's the thing. My playlist, I always tell people my playlist is like the most diverse thing you could find. It Mm -hmm. could go Katy Perry. It could go like new school country, pop country. It could go to rap in a heartbeat. Like it could go from like Polo G to Katy Perry. There you go. And that's a hell of a mix. Yeah. You got to love me. It is all a mood. Literally, whatever I'm feeling, I've got like playlists for everything. I love it. Ice pick flick. Let's go. You need a superpower, ice pick flick. You are able to fly. You can read minds or you can be invisible. Which one are you choosing and why, buddy? Okay, I'm going to go with invisible. Okay. Um, Hear me out. You're a fly on the wall in the Falcons war room. Okay. Higher free agency or anybody's war room for that matter. Any free agency process you're in there. Imagine the scoops I could get with that one, man. You you would know. You would like, I'll be rapping poor, all those guys? No. Yep. You'd be Mm. right to the top. Right to the top. Like, that's what I'm saying. Everything. Superpower invisible. I love it. I love it. Okay. Come come on, Ice Pick Flick. What is a conspiracy theory that you don't think is a conspiracy? You honestly believe it to be true. Oh. That is a very good question. I, I need to, mm. 
You know what, Mike? I want you to throw out some of your favorites, and then I'll pick from that. Okay. Honestly, well, uh, I'm not as up to date with my conspiracy theories as I should be. I'm going to say they say that they put chemtrails in the sky. When you ever see the trails, but they say that they give us cancer through the food. They said that, like, the vaccine was like a trick, and if you took it, you're going to grow okay. um, uh, motherfucking wings in four years and fly away, like. What is just what is one that you feel like? Oh yeah, Carrie just said this one. What is there? Tupac is still alive. You can. Okay, yeah. On that note, I've always oh, the had NBA is rigged. I don't World. know. I have always had some questions about Juice World. I will say that. Okay, that's the one for me that I could like. If he was still alive, I would. It wouldn't totally surprise me. Okay. So you same, don't think he took the pills on the plane? Yeah. There's some, it's a little back and forth. It is okay. definitely a little back and forth. I could go either way. I could I, really I go either way. But like if, if he came back tomorrow and it's like, yeah, he's alive. I would be like, not completely shocked. by Jeez. That. Okay. That's I love it. it. I love it. Well, let's go. Let's go some more. Let's who's the most dominant player you ever played with on the John Madden game. Who, who, who was ice picks flicks? Who was your main go-to? If I get him, I kill you all. Yeah. I'm actually going to go with prime Julio Jones. Okay. That's oh, my love it. literally any, any time you hit the square button, it's, it's easy. It's automatic. Okay. I, like I literally, I would get to the point with Madden where it was just, I'm down a touchdown with like 10 seconds left. I just send Julio on a vert and it's tie game. That huh. was, that was a cheat code for me. That was, that was hands down. Just a cheat code. I, I, I love the confidence. Now, is ice pick flick when you ride in your car and, and you see that light change, it goes to yellow. Is ice pick flick speeding up or slowing down at the yellow light? Which How close am I to the light? If it's if it's feasible for me to get through it, yes, I, I will speed up. I will go. I if it's if I if there's any chance that I can make it, I will go. But if no. it's like I really have to floor it to get through, no, no. Nah. Mm -hmm. I'll pass on that. No, I'm aggressive, but I, I've got common sense too, Mike. Like, I mean, I'm. There you go. He's aggressive. We need that at quarterback. I got another one for you. Bring um, it. If you can have lunch with one person from football past, who do you want to have lunch with? Mm. He's had to play or coach in the NFL. Mm. Past or present? Past or present. I mean, Arthur Smith. No, no, I'm just playing. Uh, Nick, Saban. <laughs> Nick Saban would be the, the very easy answer for me to give you. Um, no, I mean, I, I was born in Alabama. So no. Nick Saban naturally is kind of a guy I've always looked up to as, as just an icon in the sport. Um, and I, I just think it'd be fun to just ask him some some random questions yeah, about football okay. stuff and um, pick his brain about some coverage things that they run. So Speaking of picking fun. your brain and asking mm -hmm. random questions – Ice pick flick. Does Matt Ryan belong in the Hall of Fame? <sighs> cut his mic, John. If he gets the answer and he's wrong, <laughs> cut his mic. So here's the thing. At this moment, yes, is the answer that I will give you. Okay. I think there is a very fair chance that if they did it, it would age poorly with the way that the passing records I are agree. going to continue to break. So that mm -hmm. for that reason, in about five years, if he retires today and in five years they're voting, his numbers aren't going to look as good. But if you look at what he did, both on and off the field, obviously it's an on-field award. Um, but, I mean, the guy's top 10 in passing yards, passing touchdowns, all that stuff, and he was the model of consistency for 14 years. So, I mean, 
I would yeah. be hard pressed to pass on him. Um, but again, it, we will kind of. I don't. I'm. I'm afraid that what's happened the last year and a half is going to end up affecting yeah. his legacy when mm-hmm. it really shouldn't. Because, like I said, for 14 years, the guy was really, really good at the sport of football. Um, mm-hmm. Was he good enough? I would say, yeah. I'm not sure everybody else will, mm-hmm. um, especially in five years when he's maybe is more like top 15, top 20 in passing stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah. if I was voting today, I'd say, yeah. They, man, you always welcomed on the show with, with answers like that. You can always come mm-hmm. on the show. All right, I got two more for you. Bring it. If baked properly, what is the best cookie? So you know what? I'm not sure how much you followed my Twitter, but at the combine, I was posting Twitter cookie or yeah, combine cookie updates every day. So that week, look, chocolate chip. I'm naturally I'm a chocolate chip guy. I am. I I I tried a bunch of cookies that week. I left with chocolate chip just stuck <laughs> in my brain. Dude, those cookies were more huge. They were massive, yeah. dude. Oh, they were. No, literally. They're like plates. Mm-hmm. Oh, they were. It's crazy. They came in a bunch of stuff. Like, I mean, I think I had a, a salad that week. Um, they had like ham and turkey sandwiches. Apparently, mm-hmm. though, it was underwhelming from last year's, but I was still mm-hmm. last year they had full spreads. This year it was like a box lunch. Oh Damn. shit. But the cookie was still good. So the no last question here. for ice pick flick. Bring it. You to- have been successful, buddy. You've been successful. But what it if you could go back in history and and it goes to you when you was going. When you just went into the ninth grade, you're a freshman in high school. What advice does Daniel now give to 14-year-old first day of high school, Daniel, going into high school? Yeah, um, it's a very good question. Um, Two things, actually. One, confidence. I feel like, naturally, I feel like in high school, people's confidence kind of swings a lot. Mine went up quite a bit, which was good. Mm -hmm. Um, But stay the course is the other part. Um, What's up, Carrie? Uh, anyways, I feel like for me, I kind of journalism was always something I wanted to pursue, but I mm-hmm. kind of got a little, little back and forth with it, um, at times. And then I, I feel like if I'd kind of pursued it, maybe committed to it, um, even earlier than I did, I feel like I probably could have reached a higher level even sooner than I did. Um, that's shit talking at its finest, Daniel. I love it. I'm very self-confident. I, I feel I'm very confident in myself. I will say I that. love I it, to, buddy. I try to walk the line between confidence and cocky because I'm not a I'm not trying to be like, <laughs> you know, overstepping any lines. I'll say that. But um, I love it, buddy. But no, Dude, I, mean, I guess I guess one other thing, if I'd made a Twitter account sooner, then I mean I probably could have right, you know, hopped on a few more podcasts and then mm-hmm. you know be a few other podcasts ranking near or below out of your Falcon mind. So mm-hmm. <laughs> And all the other ones I've been on in the last week. So shout out JR, Smitty, all the other people whose podcasts I've been on lately. Oh, yeah. I love it, man. Ice Pick Flick, you got to love him, man. You got to love to do. He's fucking successful. I appreciate that. Yeah. That was great. I've been on here all week. And dude, you gotta be you gotta be confident in any job you got. Because mm-hmm. especially if you're going in for one, like nobody's gonna want to wanna yeah. hire you or whatever. If you're like, well, I think I can do it, I, mean, yeah, I can probably right. do a good job. Like, no, nah, that's not gonna work. So <laughs> that's great, buddy. You nice picture. Like, I love it. Yeah. Wallace said, uh, what's going on, fellas? Love the movie. Wallace, nice what up, buddy? Aaron, what's up, man? He's got a question for Daniel, man. He said, Daniel, is there a guy in this free agency that you have an interest in and think the Falcons would have interest in signing them? I guess that we haven't already got. Mm-hmm. Who's yeah, left out there? Um, that's a good question, actually. Um, I'm going to look more, um, you know, with Arden Key off the board. He was actually a guy that I really liked quite a bit. Yeah, um, I am going to go back to running back. Um, I had to report the Falcons uh, called Alexander Madison. I 
the more that I looked into Alexander Madison after that, he intrigued me quite a bit. Um, okay. I think he's still on the market. I haven't seen anything on that. Been a wild few days, so I'm gonna. I, I don't think he's been picked up yet, but um, I think he'd actually be a really good fit in Arthur Smith's offense, and uh, would be a pretty good complement at a cheap price. And then you can attack some other spots in the draft. So um, that'd be the one guy. I'm sure there's a couple pass rushers out there that I'm kind of forgetting right now. Um, like if I could pick a, a like a, a spot for them to address right now, it'd be defensive end. Yeah. Um, but that market's kind of been picked apart in the last two days. So I'm not totally sure who all out there still, but I know Madison is, and I know that he's pretty good at football. So that is important. I've been told. Yeah. That's, that's pretty key to the job. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, I, uh, I was thinking if they, if they do add uh, edge now, like maybe there's a better chance they don't go eight with an edge. They may yeah. mm-hmm. choose go corner like we've talked about before. Um, but if they don't add any edges in the free agency, then that whole edge conversation comes right back up again at yeah. eight. If that's, you know, going to be a possibility, but, and you said it, we, we said it and Carrie said it when we came on the show here, uh, Isaiah Oliver, you just said a few minutes mm-hmm. ago, signed a contract or is now with the 49ers. Uh, any thoughts on that? I know like, yeah, I love. I know Mike and I were, were fans of Isaiah. We thought definitely he earned us. This is prior to Nielsen taking over, mm-hmm. but with Pease, we figured like, man, he came in. He had the one game that was amazing. He kind of felt like he got his footing back. You know, he was back to himself, hundred percent on his knee. Um, size wise, he was a little in between though. He was like the size of a safety playing mm-hmm. corner. He was he wasn't going to be a, a CB two, maybe a nickel, maybe a you know, kind of in between. So obviously. Didn't they Falcons didn't feel like it was going to be a fit. So I guess that's uh, good for uh, Robert Alford, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, well, D Alford. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Not D, bad. No, Man. it's good. No, Brains it's really D-O. good. D, yeah. Um, we were obviously talking off air for those that are unaware. Isaiah Oliver just called, called Mr. Alford and passed the torch to him. So that was pretty cool. Uh, mm-hmm. But anyways, um, Isaiah Oliver, um, he's, for me, I'm all I'm gonna remember Isaiah Oliver as a guy that that really got better throughout his entire time mm-hmm. with the Falcons. I mean, if you remember him, um, I think he's also in particular a really good example of what a position change and flexibility and willingness to change positions, how it can help your career. Um, because if you all remember, his first two or three years at outside corner were brutal. Yeah, brutal, brutal. Yeah. Um, and then he moved inside and in the back half of 2020, he was just a dude at nickel. Um, and then obviously he got hurt pretty early last year when he was having a career year. And then I think it probably took him till the last few weeks of the year um, to really get comfortable again. So I'm not sure we've seen his full potential um, over the course of a, of a full season at nickel, but I think his, I think his upside is pretty high. Um, so I think it's kind of unfortunate that he couldn't come back. I'm, I'm curious to see the terms of his contract. Um, Cause if he's in like that four to 5 million range, I think that would have been a very reasonable price for, mm-hmm. for a return, especially considering that he is a versatile guy. And, you know, Ryan Nielsen does ask quite a bit out of that nickel spot. So um, that would have been an interesting, an interesting pairing um, kind of bummed, like I said, but, you know, obviously wish him the best in San Fran. So Definitely, definitely. Just I got gotta, a question for you, Dan. Like, um, how does being um a writer um affect how you are a fan, or does it a yeah? Does it fuck like yeah? Does it alter it anyway? Yeah. Oh yeah. No, one hundred percent. I I've now I'm actually really proud of myself for this. I've gotten really good at taking emotion out of the game. Now, okay. now, now, now. Look, 
when they blew that lead in week one against New Orleans, that was I was still mad. And <laughs> okay. I will, that's one of the things that I feel like I've wrestled with the most is trying to balance professionalism and still like I mean, I've been a Falcons fan for a decade and a half by now. Mm-hmm. You know, like I mean, it's I've I built up a lot of sweat equity with the organization. Um, <laughs> and so when they're when they're out there, you know, blowing leads and stuff, or when it's, you know, under two minutes to go and you know, you gotta score, you gotta get a stop, whatever it might be. The heart gets pounding a little bit, but at the mm-hmm. same point, I've got articles to get up like seconds after the game ends. Mm-hmm. So it is important that you stay focused on what's happening. Yeah. Uh, so I, it's a it's a fine line you've got to walk. Um, but I think in particular, it's kind of important to remember that it is still a job. And so mm-hmm. um, I've gotten a lot better at it for sure. I will say yeah. that I've gotten a whole lot better at it. Um, I think at times it's I'm now more able to watch it as a professional than as a fan. Um, but it for sure took a lot of getting used to. And I, I will admit when I got the update that they signed Jesse Bates, I was a little bit excited. <laughs> Dude, you gotta be, man. You yeah, can't, you can't push it all fan. out. You can, you can be the fan. Then when you go to write, you can be like, okay, reset. Yeah, and right. 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 What you gotta man, do. Mine would but, bleed into each other. I'd be cursing and doing, oh, I get fired in two done. days. No, yeah, you it don't would bleed. So I, I'm horrible at that. Not a chance. Yeah. Not a chance. Um, uh, real quick. Uh, Liam said Kyle Pitts was his, the, for the best player he's used on ultimate Madden team. Oh, Oh, man. The, okay. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's just true. I watch him. He kills people with cop. It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> okay. um, That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, so we also, I just got an update that uh, looks like Miles Sanders is going to be signing with the Panthers. Just mm. FYI. So another mm-hmm. signing for the Panthers. Um, Darius Slay. So that's come about. I saw when I got home today on Twitter that, you know, like Trey Young tweeted at him that, you know, Atlanta, mm. he, sent back the, you know, the, the eyes or whatever. So have you heard anything about this? And what do you think the likelihood of that is? First off, I just think it's amazing how many GMs Atlanta sports has. I mean, you oh, got Trey Young swinging deals, Cordell Patterson, great at I mean, it's incredible. Really uh, never, never seen a recruitment process quite like it. Um, secondly, no, I really haven't heard much on that. I, I wouldn't, if they got into that market, I'd be honestly kind of surprised. Um, mm-hmm. But you never know. I just I don't think that's the direction they'll go. I I think it's much more likely they draft a corner at eight than than joining that market. I mean, I do know that they've you know looked around the cornerback market, but I think kind of more of a tier two, tier three rather than Slay probably going to be like high tier one. So oh yeah, yeah. I think if they went Slay, that means we're definitely going pass rusher with that <laughs> number eight pick. I don't think we're gonna. Oh yeah. You know, and I mean, you know. I like Slay. It would depend on the money. Mm-hmm. I mean, for sure. I think he's what thirty-one this year. Yeah, somewhere I think, around something there. like that. Yeah. So that would be that'd be a hell of a move. I mean, we'll see what happens with it. But um, yeah, nothing, nothing on you know, nothing truthfully serious yet. It's just been like hearsay right. and rumors and stuff like that. So, yep. Um, Kendra's got a question, or not really a question, but uh, she said since we brought in a new tight end, I hope that means that you lose Kyle Pitts more as a receiver. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I would like to think the answer is yes to that. I also think they'll use Cordero Patterson more as a receiver next year, which naturally mm-hmm. would take away, in theory, a few a few slot snaps for Kyle Pitts. But um, I I would like to think they will scheme up more touches for him this year. I mean, Arthur Smith knows he's got to get him involved more. I mean, he, he knows, you know, and it's it's a matter. I think quarterback play held Kyle Pitts back a little bit last year. Um, you know, if you look at there was a, a number that somebody had where I think he missed out on about 300 yards last year from overthrows. 
Oh yeah, completely uncatchable. Hundred percent. Like, I yeah. mean, even if even if Ritter's not throwing them perfectly in stride, if they're just catchable, I mean, the guy's got like yep. an eighty-six inch wingspan. Like, mm-hmm. just throw it near him. I mean, he's got exactly. strong hands. He can really finish at the catch point. Just give him a shot. Um, I I do think he'll be used more though. Yeah. Yeah, great point wallace i mean you are intelligent sir i love the fact that the chat is going off about tupac and how he could be alive it's fantastic it's <laughs> awesome dre said white ch- uh white chip macadamia cookies yeah, yeah, yeah i can't i can't disagree with you there buddy those are there millie mills what's going on brother millie mills um, uh he said anti harris options eight are wide open right now in my opinion could go db offensive guard defensive line and i won't be complaining i would be surprised at a guard at eight but i wouldn't be complaining still if it's one if it's one of the top guys i wouldn't be complaining because it's going to be you know um kinder said did y'all see nolan smith's interview at the uga pro day he made it seem like the falcons looking to pick him at eight how would y'all feel about that daniel what's he say I would be very surprised, and, and here's why. Um, if you look at him, I want to say he's about 6'3", 245. Now, he, okay, in, in theory, in theory, you can move him off ball, and I know people have talked about that being a good fit for him. To me, if you look at size and the way you're going to play him, you've got Caden Ellis for three years now. You've got Troy Anderson for three years now as well. Um, it feels obviously you got Michael Walker under contract for another year. He wouldn't mm-hmm. alone prevent you from drafting Smith, obviously, but – I feel like you've got two guys locked up for a pretty long time at linebacker. If you're having him rush the passer, you've got Ebiketti and Malone already under contract for three mm-hmm. more years as well off the edge. Um, I think Nolan Smith's a fantastic player. I think he'll be a very, very good pro. Um, I just don't think he's necessarily what the Falcons need at this point. Yeah, I'd agree with that. At, at eight, I yeah, mean, I at eight, um, he's – I mean, I think your your hope is he becomes like Micah Parsons, that type of guy. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. I mean, you don't – you know, there's kind of a hybrid linebacker, pass rusher type of deal. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I agree. I don't think at eight. But, I, I, again, I wouldn't be mad about it if they did. I yeah. Can, I can understand yeah. it. But, Mike, any thoughts? The same, same buddy? Uh, no, I, I just would like to know, Dan, who do you – if you got to pick one person, just one, who do you personally want to eight as a fan, not a professional? As a fan, Jalen uh, Carter would be the guy, even with Rodan. Realistically, yeah. Christian Gonzalez is the guy that I've been very intrigued by the whole process. Same. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I spoke with a, a bunch of Pac-12 receivers at the Combine, and every one of them just like, Christian Gonzalez is a total stud. Like, mm-hmm. every single one of them is like, who's the hardest corner you face? Christian Gonzalez. Like, easy. No hesitation. Um, guy's just really good. Now, I would love to see him and A.J. Terrell for the next several years. Like, Ooh, that's Mm. yeah uh yeah i mean and i look i was sorry i was reading the thing here uh aaron just said arthur smith was spotted at northwestern pro day and attention was drawn to a out of barway i can't say his name could be a guy they are thinking of taking at 44 yeah he had a hell of a combine as well mm-hmm. uh and looked really good so yeah that's that's possible man um you never know i mean like I, to me honestly they could nothing's going to surprise me because i've i mean they've kind of proof that you really can't peg him for one particular spot. Um, I've watched a ton of Christian Gonzalez and yeah. there's not a smoother uh, moving corner in this draft. He can flip his hips so smooth. I mean, he can, he can high point the ball. He's physical, big, he's a bigger, he's a bigger corner, which is the only difference that these guys typically seem to not really go for the bigger guys in their past. They more the post under six foot guys, but um, man, I don't know how you would, really pass on him if he's still there but we'll see um 
hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, all right. So it was kind of a bad week for the, uh, Terry's got no plan, uh, people. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, it was a rough week for it. Um, you know, and I, I sit there and I watch a bunch of stuff on Twitter. I let it go. Cause you know, I just don't have the energy to go back and forth all day long. Uh, with people i just don't i don't care that much um but some of the takes man like like you like they have no idea what they're doing since day one and but i mean like it's just mind-boggling that you know you think literally that somebody in this position has no clue what they're doing or has no plan of course they do but um, you do man at right. home right pick so, up your nose on the couch twitter no gms couch. have never been wrong mike i mean yeah exactly yep i mean they start off today on Monday with the John o. Smith signing, which, you know, mm-hmm. okay. Seventh round pick for John o. Smith. I think they, what they redid the salary from like 17 to 10 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, was that right, Daniel? Somewhere on there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I believe so. Might even be less than 10. Yeah. So, I mean, like that was a good get. I mean, John, and he, lo- he's dude, he wants to be here badly apparently. Cause obviously mm-hmm. if y'all saw the video earlier, uh, he loves Arthur, what he did for him. He was his tight end coach at Tennessee. Uh, so they've got that connection there. Um, and like Kendra said, that may open up, some more versatility for for Kyle. You never know. So we'll see what happens. And then I think what uh Anyamato might have been next. Three year, 35 million, 24 and a half guaranteed, which is one of the guys we talked about on the show that we wanted from the Saints. Uh it was either mm-hmm. Davenport, Anyamato, or you know, uh that was kind of the guy that I wanted at least. I, I didn't I like Davenport a lot. Just the injury history kind of scares me a little bit. But Grady's got his guy now right next to him. Mm-hmm. So that improves the depth man that lets Taquan get back which I know Mike and I both like Taquan mm-hmm. a lot I'm not sure how yeah. you feel about Taquan Daniel but great player great yeah. player. bright future yeah I think so too and he was coming on nicely I mean like he was a different Grady performed differently when they in a lineup when different. he was when he was gone it was just guy I mean the offensive lineman could key in on on Grady you know it was and no no diss to the you know to guys that you know Jalen Dalton and the guys that filled in for him but it just wasn't the same um then what, you know, and obviously the smaller ones, Bradley Pinion, which the punter, which, you know, say what you will, man. Our special teams was really damn good last year. Yep. Um, and Bradley Pinion was a damn good punter last year. So <laughs> good to have him. Three years, 8.65 million. Um, Keith Smith came back, a guy that Mike and I both love. love uh, just, Smith, just the personality buddy. and his yeah. everything about him we love. So, I mean, I kind of surprised because I didn't think they would. I, have you seen the deal yet? All I've seen is just a one-year deal. I haven't seen what the pay is or anything I else. haven't seen the money. I'm going to guess about $2 million, though. I want to okay. say $2 million sounds about right to me. See, that's doable. Like, I'm totally fine with that, mm-hmm. uh, especially to somebody that's so important to the run game. I mean, yes. like, that's I'm, – I'm good with that. And then he's – this will be, I think, maybe his 10th year in the league. So, it's, it may be winding down, you know. So, and Arthur Smith's offense, though, we always need a, we always need a fullback. So, they're not going to go anywhere. Um and then the big one, man, Jesse Bates, who I think most, oh, other than Christian Gonzalez, 85% of Falcons Twitter would agree that Jesse Bates was, you know, we all wanted Jesse the number Bates one money. signing we could have got. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they didn't just sign him, they made him the, the highest paid safety um, in the league. So uh, talk about it, man. What, what did you think about that and how he's going to fit with this defense? You want to take this one, Mike, or is this all me? No, I'm I, like I'm staring at your face, and I can't gauge if you accept because you seem like you about to drag Jesse Bates or something. Like, I'll no, I, I, I yeah, I was a big fan of that. I um, okay. that was something that I saw two months ago, and I was like, you got to get that guy in Atlanta. Okay. That is from like from the jump, like first week of the off season. I'm like, that guy is priority number one. Um, and then, you know, obviously as the, as the process kind of unfolded and, you know, you've got 
him going out to eat with like Kyle Pitts, AJ mm-hmm. Terrell, Casey Hayward, all those guys, all rep by the same agency, obviously. Um, you know, I it kind of became more uh more apparent that it was a real possibility. Um, and then a lot of the talk at the combine, a lot of the agents at the combine were like, that's that's like the favorite is what's gonna happen there. So um I never let myself believe that it would actually like I was it's the Falcons, and I feel like a lot of people have this feeling like they've been in this spot before. They're going they, to Falcon, buddy. They're going to yeah. Falcon. Yeah. yeah. And and so I I was confident that it would happen. I was very confident. That's why I reported it that, that it was very possible. Um, mm-hmm. and then they obviously made it work. And so I, I think he's gonna be incredible. Um, obviously in New Orleans, Ryan Nielsen had Marcus Williams there, um, playing on the back end for like four or five years at a very high level. Um, and when you've got a guy that can just roll at single high, it just changes everything in front of them. Richie Grant can now play a whole lot more strong safety in the box. And Mm -hmm. I I think he's just really good working, um, in and around the box. I think he's an aggressive tackler and can really hit people. Um, and, and so I, I think it, Obviously, it allows you some uh, extra fl- or flexibility um, at, at corner, which is obviously very important too. Um, it just it upgrades the whole secondary. It really does upgrades the whole defense, really entirely. Um, you can get a whole lot more creative. I feel like with rush plans in your front seven now too, because I mean you got a, a reliable, steady guy over the top. And so I think if you're going to spend big on somebody, you got to spend it on somebody who can uplift an entire unit. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesse Bates accomplishes that in a big, big way, in my personal opinion. Love it, man. I mean, yeah, I can't was... say. I mean, he need to put that shit on a t-shirt. I can't say that shit no better. <laughs> I love that, Jesse Bates, buddy. We love, we love to have you, buddy. And What's going I, on? I, I want to say, here's why I couldn't write. As soon as I saw him with Kyle Pitts, I told John, "Oh, he a Falcon. He on the team." Oh yeah. I would have reported oh, yeah. that shit. I'd have wrote an article. Oh, he this good as done. Oh yeah, like, so and, I was man. I called it then. I was already saying, "Oh, he on the team." So, and when he signed, you'd have been like, "It'd have been like all caps." Like you wouldn't have done. Like it would have been, yeah. The article <laughs> would have been just complete shit. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. What's up, Uncle, Uncle Steve? Steve? He said, "Make sure y'all follow Uncle Steve, man. Great show on, on YouTube as well, man. One of our good buddies." Mm-hmm. He said, uh, "In Isaiah's defense, he was thrown into the fire in 2018. We basically lost the entire secondary in the first couple of games that season." Sure. Yeah, you're not lying, man. Yeah, you're not lying. That's true. Um. But yeah, I don't so, give him a pass because you know why? Because, man, they threw Daniel Flick in the fire at Sports Illustrated, and he came out swinging, buddy. Like, so I, I can't give you the pass, buddy. If I didn't see nobody else succeed, i give you a pass. I can't give you. Sorry. Preach. Love it, man. Uh, Steven said, from what I saw in the C film, I expect Pitts out wide more out of the two tight end sets. John, whose best game is as a check down short game screen tight end. Him and Pitts both legit can catch and block. Yep. Yeah, Pitts came a long way last year with his mm-hmm. with his blocking before he got hurt. I yeah. mean, yeah. Um, so, I mean, just with that alone, man. I mean, uh, yeah. Look, for, like I said, look for some more versatility out of Pitts, man, because it's going to be if they can mm-hmm. use him. Just imagine if they've got him out there with CP and Janu and and Drake and Tyler and whoever our wide receiver two is going to be. It's a lot of mm-hmm. it's a lot of potential firepower right there, man. Um, mm-hmm. So, and then so all right, going on back to the signings too. Uh, Caden Ellis, man, was probably one of my favorite of the day um, because that dude, I kind of under, kind of overshadowed a little bit by Demario Davis, and mm-hmm. you know what, you know, down in in in, uh, in New Orleans, but just he's got 
I mean, you, you kind of figured Nielsen's going to bring one or two or more of his guys. Like he'd have an impact on the defense in some way, shape, or form, especially with those guys being available. Um, I think he had seven sacks last year. Anyamata had five, I believe, from his position. So, um, yeah, man, speak on Cameron. Damn, our team total. So, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I haven't seen the terms on that either. I know it's what three years, right? But I didn't see the terms. Ron Yamada? No, uh, eight. Okay. Hey, uh, yeah. 20, I believe it's 21 million. 21 for three. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so that's, that's, yeah, that's fine. So yeah. Any, any thoughts on Caden other than. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, if you look at what new Orleans has done in the past, I think of Caden Ellis, I think of Zach Bond, um, a lot of guys who were more on ball players in college that moved off ball in the NFL. Michael Walker's the same way actually. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so, you know, when you look at Caden Ellis, you see a guy who can really, really blitz, right? He can really, really get after it. And one of the, for me, one of the first things that came to mind, um, Arthur Smith last year, after the Falcons got eliminated, went on a long, long spiel about how um, you can rush the passer in more ways than just having pressured players at defensive. Yeah. Like you can yep. get it inside. You can have linebackers who can really blitz as well. Caden Ellis is that guy. Like he can do that at a very, very high level. That's what he did. I mean, um, I want to say uh, PFF said that he had 102 pass rush snaps and had 20 pressures in that. He's getting a pressure one out of every five times he rushes the passer, which is a it. very good clip. Yeah, that's a good rate. Good um, and he can he can defend the run too. Like I mean, he's a um, so Demario Davis uh, in New Orleans said that Caden Ellis is the, I think it was like November. He was like, this guy for the last few years has been the best kept secret in the NFL. Ooh. Demario is a very intelligent man. And I, I know it's a linebacker teammate, but he didn't have to say that. Like no. he, mm-hmm. he could have used a whole bunch of other words. And I, I thought that that really caught my eye. Um, and so, uh, no, I, I love it. I was, I just sat down. I, I was drinking like a water or something like that, writing a flicks forum uh, for the next day. And it's like, I just wrote about how Jesse Bates was like the mic drop. And then yeah. it's like, then it can't happens. be the mic drop if it's not the last signing of the day. And yeah. so it, um, no, it, uh, it for sure put a very nice bow on a very good day. Oh, hundred percent, man. Yeah. So and, I got uh, a question, man. Um, is there, and you, let me see, man, one or the other, is there a player on our team who you think, man, but this dude is really good and we overlook him constantly. Like he don't get the props that we should, or is it a dude who we give, who you see us praise and who you professionally are like, man, if y'all was paying attention halfway, you would see he's not what everyone says is it. Yeah. So it's like the underrated, overrated conversation. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if enough people realize that Jalen Hawkins had a pretty rough 2020. Wait a minute. Uh, out the gate. See it, Mike. That's his boy. Oh, no, Mike. Oh, no. That's my boy, Dan. That's my I, boy. I love Jalen Hawkins. Right. No one sides with me on this one. Nobody. Yeah, he's he's i think he'll be a good third safety i will say that i think he will be a very good third safety i'm not sure he was cut out to be a starting safety there were just a few there was just a few lapses that he had last year that you can't really have Mm -hmm. Um, this game in particular yeah yeah (laughs) underrated that's a very good question as well um i'm gonna look more at defensive tackle i feel like taquan graham obviously you guys talked about how good he is mm-hmm. i don't think enough people nationally understand that uh, i don't uh, think people agree, understand no, that he took agree. a very big step forward mm-hmm. um from year one to year two um i mean he's i i really think he can be a a 
foundational piece on the interior of, of that defensive line. I mean, I really do. He's quick. He can really push pockets. He can really hold up at the line of scrimmage. I mean, the guy is, is a heck of a football player. He was a fifth round pick. I mean, he's by all accounts, he is just a stud, flat mm-hmm. out stud. Um, and I think he's just getting better every mm-hmm. snap, every year. He is just getting better. Um, and, and so I'm optimistic about him for sure. I love it. Jalen Hawkins, we never had nobody, man, who agreed with me on this, John. No, Thank you're, you, you're, you're, I think you're 0 for 30 now. But yeah, yeah, right. I'm 0 for 30. Thank you. Somebody. <laughs> really said if we get Gonzalez, do we cut Hayward? Uh, what's your thoughts on Hayward, buddy? You think he's coming back or you think he's uh, they're, they're going to save the, what, four, four to five million or something like that? Yeah, that's the question of the offseason. I feel like now that we're past some other questions like quarterback mm-hmm. and safety and, well, free agency, I feel like that's a pretty big question mark. I think if they were going to cut him, they probably already would have. Um, but, you know, it might depend on how the draft goes. Right. If they get Gonzalez, I think it becomes a whole lot more interesting. Um, but at the moment, I think they like Casey Hayward quite a bit. I mean, veteran leader, proven player. Um, so I think he fits Ryan Nielsen pretty well. Um, yeah. So I, if I had to guess right now, I think he'll be on the roster. But at the same point, that's one that I really feel like is probably about 50-50, maybe 55-45. Um, it's kind of hard to read that situation. I will say that. So that's a very good question. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Appreciate this, Aaron. I'm going to screenshot this, buddy. So the next time that I have to talk mm-hmm. about him, I've got it. A Tommy Wa A Dabare. Got got it. See? Perfect. Yep. Um, so next one, man. Uh McGarry, who Mike and I talked about back mm-hmm. and forth. All year long, uh, basically, mm-hmm. uh, you know, up and down. Uh, obviously, I mean, one of the top tackles when it comes to run blocking uh, in the league. Um, still wasn't great at pass blocking. Um, you know, definitely slow feet, you know, short arms, that type of thing. Uh, some stuff he just can't overcome, you know. But, um, but man, what a reasonable, reasonable man he is, though. Oh, dude. Uh, oh, my God. Well, so – and we, the, the conversation started, you know, weeks ago, we're thinking like, okay, if we franchise them, that's going to be 18 or 19. That's too damn much. Don't want to do that. So franchise, you know, that, that came and went with, okay, we're not franchising them. So probably it's going to be a, a deal. So, I, and I tweeted out yesterday, I was like early in the day, I said, you know, I'm just guessing this, but I'm thinking if he's not signed by somebody today, the chances are he's coming back to us at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a McGlinchey sign. I was like, Oh crap. That's going to be, uh, you know, what do you get? Tw- like 20 million or something like that. 17, 17, 17 and a half, something like that. Yeah. Okay. So I was like, crap, this, this, this means that we're, you know, McGarry's going to be around that number probably or, or mm-hmm. higher. Um, so it, but it looks like, and I'm just totally, totally guessing. It looks like Terry and, and company said, Hey man, go out there and test the market, see what you can find, come back to us. We'll see if we can match it or whatever. And mm-hmm. I don't know that anybody, honestly, I mean, maybe, maybe he might, he might've got some offers, but Denver, I know was one of the teams. Um, I don't know if San Francisco was ever actually one of the teams, but some of my buddies who's San Francisco fans kind of wanted him there with McGlinchey mm-hmm. out the door. Um, they thought that'd be a good replacement in Shanahan's offense. Um, but for him to come back on that deal, man, I mean, I don't even know. Great. I'll take it all day long. Yeah. Why do you think he did that, Dan? That's a very good question. I so when the news broke, I was on with Jr. and everybody at Pound for Pound last mm-hmm. night. And you could go back, and I just, I remember just like I took probably like ten seconds. And I'm just like looking off, like did that really happen? <laughs> just like I was one hundred after after McGlinchey signed for as much money as he did. I was like McGarry's getting like eighteen and a half, nineteen million. 
you would have been hard pressed to have found anybody pre free agency who thought that McGlinchey was going to get more than McGarry. And he got like six and a half million more. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, he, it, it's, uh, it's unbelievable. Un, unreal. Yeah. But I think what happened there really is that um, he got out there. I'm sure he maybe got a few offers that were a little bit better, um, but I don't think enough better to actually want to leave because, you know, if you think about the way that his career has gone, it was three years of pretty mediocre play and then a really, really good one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for him, I think it's a chance to to stay in an offense where he's comfortable and where he knows that he can really thrive in. Um, and also Lindstrom just got a really big extension too. And he's been playing alongside Lindstrom for obviously four years. Um, and even before then they actually grew pretty close at the senior bowl, I believe in the pre-draft process. So, um, I think it was really a comfort thing for him. Um, and then also, I I don't think that maybe he got the money he thought he would get. Um, and so I I think it was really a a plethora of things. Um, but from the Falcon side, they're going to get him, they're going to pay him less this year. Um, with this contract than they would have if they'd um, accepted the fifth-year option last year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I remember people were just ragging on Fontenot all year, like, how do you not pick up the option on this guy? Mm-hmm. They just got him for a cheaper price. So mm-hmm. I, I think that is one of the more underrated storylines of the entire free agency is how cheap they just got Caleb McGarry for. Yeah. Yep. Complete steal. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And, I mean, and the you know, the good thing about – and Michael and I have talked about it before – the good thing with our offense, we're, you know, we're, we can have a moving pocket, which does help out McGarry because mm-hmm. he's not just having to stand there and, you know, block guys coming at him. Um, so that's a good thing. But, yeah, I mean, in the run game, I mean, you can't say nothing but good things about him because him and all year long, man, you see him and Lindstrom just clearing a path on the right side of the field. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm not mad at it at all, man. I mean, there was some, you know, like I thought in the draft, uh, if they went that direction, Broderick Jones would have been a great fit here with what he does. And, you know, obviously, Skaronsky's got a lot of talk as well. But, Hey man, if that's one less thing we got to worry about, and now we can go target something else, and up for that price, hey man, that's I'm, yeah, I'm all for it. Um, for that price, I don't think that you could beat that for that price, right? And since we just mentioned Lindstrom, um, yeah, so obviously they signed Lindstrom to the big uh, five year deal yesterday, hundred five million. Deserve um, man. Uh, I mean, the high, you know, PFF's highest rated player player in the mm-hmm. entire league last year, not just guard and highest rated player. Uh, and if you watched it, man, every week like we did. Um, you see him, man. You see it. He, 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 he hardly, the man hardly makes a mistake. I mean, like he's, he gets to the second level almost in a consistent, like every, on every down basis on a run play. I mean, he's throwing linebackers, he's throwing defensive tackles. You know, if, if a safety, God forbid, comes in, then they're going to get smashed. I mean, like it's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he just does his job, man. He's on and off the field. He seems to be like the perfect human, man. So like I couldn't mm-hmm. be happier for him. Um, you know, uh, I saw, uh, What's his name uh, from the Bucks popping off? Former Buck. What was his name? Shaq Mason. No, no it would have been uh, no defensive tackle. Did you see it, Mike? No, I, I forgot. Y'all in the chat. Y'all got me out. So, about, uh, Antonio Brown. I was thinking, please don't. No, no, me. I can't. My mind's just going blank. But no. he was popping off about how. Uh, McCoy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. McCoy. Anti Lindstrom, you're saying. Yeah, old Gerald McCoy. Yeah. Yeah, Gerald McCoy. He yeah, was McCoy. saying the Falcons, Falcons aren't serious about winning. They just signed a guard to 105 million. I'm like, well, dude, you didn't watch very closely then because that's, I mean, that's, you know, I think that's just the organization kind of just setting the precedent saying, hey, mm-hmm. look, if you do things the right way and you perform and you work your ass off, we're going to take care of you. So mm-hmm. that's my thought. Daniel, what say you, buddy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I said the same thing last night on, on, on this topic is that how is this going to look in three years that you pay Chris Lindstrom $21 million a year? Yeah, he's, he's the highest paid guard in NFL history right now. Probably going to be, what, third or fourth or fifth in three years right now when he's two years into that deal. 
and you've got three more years left of that, and the, and the, the price is going to keep on rising, keep on rising, I think it's going to age really well is how I view it. Um, you know, obviously, you know, you talked about how just total stud on the field, off the field. Um, he's a building block. He is 100%. Um, if you're Arthur Smith and, and you're Terry Fontenot and you're thinking, how do I want the Atlanta Falcons to look? I look at, at Chris Lindstrom. I look at a guy who is just dominant and just does his job at a very high level on the field, off the field every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'd be hard pressed to find a guy who is anti Chris Lindstrom in that locker room. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he's, um, he's a baller is, is pretty much the easiest way to put it. I mean, how many times in a game are you going to, you know, say, wow, what a block by the right guard, mm-hmm. you know, but like you go back and you watch the tape whenever it might be. And it's like, rewind, rewind, rewind. Cause it's like Chris Lindstrom just putting on a show. I mean, it, it was, um, he's a lot of fun to watch. So, uh, glad he's back. Glad that's not going to be a, a problem you know for next off season or whenever it might be um you know you you sign him and you don't have to worry about right guard for the next six years now mm-hmm. i think they added the, the contract to the end of his fifth year option so real, real, oh hell yeah yeah real quick what do you think about the center position and uh left guard i think drew dolman will be the starting center in week one um that's something i felt pretty strongly about we'll see how it ages but i think they like drew dolman quite a bit um, and I, I think they'll give him a chance to kind of keep on ascending into, into his third year as a pro, obviously year two as a starter, um, left guard, Elijah Wilkinson's market does not seem very strong right now. Um, so is that a deal where he comes back on a cheaper contract? Like McGarry could be, I mean, Wilkinson played at a good level. I thought, I mean, he was kind of, mm-hmm. yeah. he was probably the worst of the five, but I mean, he was still good. I mean, the offensive line as a whole was good. I thought he had a lot of really good moments, especially climbing and, and picking up linebackers at the second level. Um, so he'd be a fun one to have back. I think Matt Hennessy might have a shot at the job. I will say that. Like, I think if they bring Wilkinson back, it's not like you're for sure our starting left guard. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that might be part of why you haven't seen them more involved in, in the offensive line market is because Hennessy put some really good things on tape last year and, um, Arthur Smith mentioned that that last offseason, Hennessy didn't lose the job um, as much as Drew Dahlman won it. Um, and he talked about how these are two very, very good centers, right? And it's not like Hennessy's just, you know, not a competent player. So I, yeah. I think there's a chance he's there. Um, but right now, I don't think you're going to see them really maybe stress to actually add to it. I mean, Skaronsky would be a lot of fun at, at yeah. eight. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, kind of the same thing as, as Lindstrom, right? You draft him, you pay him in four years, and you got left guard figured out for 10 years. But um, I don't think they'll invest that much in it at this time. Yeah. I mean, you know, we just spent a year watching Jalen Mayfield there. So the bar was kind of low. Oh, kind of low. Yeah. Kind oh, of yeah. low. I mean, yeah. yeah he's you know. a world beater. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, so I, got a, so I got one for, for you, Dan. Like, mm-hmm. um, do you think just as a fan and a professional that we are making moves? Um, that you feel like in the next five years we can realistically win a Super Bowl? Because, you know, I'm saying three-peat, you know? I'm yeah. saying three-peat, you know? But what are you saying when you say, dude, can we realistically get to the Mount Everest of the NFL in the next five years? That's I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to jump in and just answer before yeah. you answer, Daniel. To me, that all rides on our quarterback, buddy. Yeah. The success of our quarter, whoever that is, that's mm-hmm. just, that's going to be it. So there are a obviously, as you said, quarterbacks big. There are a lot of moving parts. 
there yeah. are okay. there's a lot that has to go right. But what I what I will say is that I think they have added the quality of players at pretty important spots that I feel like helps you win a Super Bowl. And I, okay. I think what it really comes down to is can you get guys like Ritter to take the next step? Can you get an, an Arnold Ebiketti to maybe have like a an eight sack year two, and then like a 10 sack year three and just keep on climbing? Can you mm-hmm. get a guy like like Malone to end up being a solid, steady five to you know eight sack a year guy in that range as a complimentary piece? It's, it's all really about can you can you keep on developing the guys in your building? Because you've mm-hmm. just added some really, really good outside pieces who can who I feel like can can help you not only on the field but in the locker room as well. Um and, and significantly raise the floor uh, of the team. But at the same token, I mean it's like if you can't get Malone and Ritter and Ebiketti and Troy Anderson, you know, all of those guys to just play at a higher level, I don't think the ceiling is as high as a Super Bowl. But mm-hmm. Player development has proven to be a very strong part of this staff. I feel like if you look back at, I mean, I'm all used to Quan Graham as a shining example of just how good he was this past year and the step that he took from year one to year two. I think Drew Dahlman got a lot better as the year went on. Mm-hmm. I think the world of Dwayne Ledford up front. Um, yeah. and, and so mm-hmm. I, I think there's a lot of, there's been a lot of really fun things. I mean, Richie Grant, I, you know, yeah. talked about him earlier, the, the step he took from year one to year two. Player development has proven to be very good. The step that it, the step that I feel like last year's draft class takes moving into moving into next year is going to end up being, I think, probably the deciding factor on if they can win a Super Bowl. So, um, especially at quarterback, that's that's yeah. the big thing. Especially mm-hmm. at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're about to get to quarterback right now. Um, and guys in the chat, if y'all have questions for Daniel, post them, and then when we get done with the the free agency stuff. I'll go through and try to find them and, and put and punch them out there for him. Um, so the last signing. We'll talk about obviously was the backup quarterback, uh, Mr. Taylor Heineke, who Mike and I have talked about a lot. Um, I, uh, my, the guy I wanted initially was Jacoby Brissett, who signed today with the commanders, ironically mm-hmm. enough, uh, eight million dollars, I believe it was. Um, I thought he had been a great fit, you know, here as well. Um, somebody could have just pushed Ritter, um, but I do, I, I think Taylor can do just the same. Like, obviously, he's proven he can come in and start when needed and do a damn good. He beat us, I mean, he came back and beat us yeah. a few years ago mm-hmm. and looked damn good doing it. Um, and then, you know, of course, he had the big playoff win against the Bucks a few years ago. Um, had his chance to start last year with, with Wentz, went uh, you know, they just went actually just went to him because they didn't want Wentz to start anymore. Um, so the two year deal, 20 million. I saw some folks figuring out about the 20 million. It's really about six and a half or so guaranteed, and the rest of that money is is all incentive based. So it's it's incentives that you hope, that honestly, he doesn't have to get to because you hope that Ritter is going to be good enough to keep get the job and keep yeah. the job, and he's not having to play, um, you know. But in, if Ritter gets hurt, something like that, or if he just flat out flat out wins the job, then he'll earn that twenty million mm-hmm. <laughs> either way. So it's it doesn't work out to be that bad of a deal. Actually, it's, it's a pretty good deal. Um, so it was a it was a bad week for the Lamar Jackson crew as well, yeah. um, and I'm not and I, Mike and I I think we've been pretty much in agreement the whole time. I, I, I think it'd have been exciting as hell to have Lamar here. Uh, I don't think for a second that it wouldn't have sold out the place and everybody would have been wearing Lamar Jackson jerseys. Um, I think he'd been a great fit in the offense. Um, but I said all along, you, you, you're weighing, it depends. There's so many factors with that man. It depends on if Lamar wanted, if you really wanted all that guaranteed money. I can totally see why GM would be like, ah, that don't know, man. Like, mm-hmm. and I like that's and not nothing to do with anything other than like, that's a lot of guaranteed money for anybody, not just Lamar, but anybody. So you have to ask yourself as a GM, like, is that really going to, 
is he going to give me three or four more wins, you know, like just him by himself? Or can I build this team another way with a quarterback in an offense that doesn't really necessarily need a superstar to be successful and still go out and get those wins? And, you know, and, and for oh, a fraction of the cost, I mean, we're talking about, you know, with Ritter, a million, a couple million dollars a year, you mm-hmm. know? So, um, and me personally, Daniel, I mean, like, nothing scared me about Ritter. I didn't, I mean, I, I thought he looked like a rookie several times, like he was going to. I mean, he didn't start till week 12. I thought he came in against a tough New Orleans defense in New Orleans. He played a tough Baltimore defense in Baltimore. Um, I was just really watching to see how he came back, how he bounced back from the adversity, how he processed things, because Mike and I have talked about, we did a whole show on quarterbacks and basically mm-hmm. like where they were drafted and how they, how they are in the league now based on where they were drafted. It's, to me, and it's the hardest position to project into the league because until you're there, until you're making those decisions with live bullets, you don't know what's going to happen to these guys. Like it's mm-hmm. legitimately just, and you can you can research them all you want in college. It's a different game when they get to the pros, mm-hmm. and it's the guys that have have it from the neck up that succeed and reach that greatness level. And I don't know that Ritter has it. I don't think we've seen enough to even say that that's possible. But I do think he's got what it, I know. He's got a work ethic. I know he's got leadership. I know he has every intangible that they want to have as a quarterback. And I know he's got the athleticism and the arm to do it. So now it's just, can he process everything mentally? And if he can, dude, we found a gym, you know? And if he can't, we'll know. If he can't beat out Taylor, and we know, we know immediately, okay, 24, we got to go find a quarterback. If he can't mm-hmm. beat out Taylor Heineke in preseason. So that's my spill on it. Uh, I pick Flick. Please start some shit. Just start. It don't matter what you say, it's going to start some shit. So please carry on, sir. Okay, yeah. How do I want to start this? Okay. Oh, it's gonna it's out of your file on, buddy. Fair. Okay, so first off, one of the one of the first things I want to bring up, uh, you know, you made the point obviously about how if you're if he's not the guy, you'll find out pretty quick. Probably be in a very, very similar situation to what Carolina was in right now. So I mean, you know, then you end up trading a future one and whatever else it might be to move up to number one next year and draft Caleb Williams, you know. Right. It's not a bad mm-hmm. alternative. Right. But again, ideally, Ritter becomes the guy, and that's not even a thought. Um, mm-hmm. I think when you're talking about Lamar Jackson and Ritter, that's not really fair to Ritter yet at the, at this point. But I think it's more of Ritter with the with the way that Arthur Smith runs his offense and as run heavy as it is, right? You kind of just need a quarterback who can kind of steady the ship and make the throws that he has to make. Um, and so for me, Ritter can do that at a pretty high level. And uh, he proved he could at the end of the year. Um, Lamar maybe obviously has the excitement factor, everything else there to it. Um, but excitement doesn't always win you games, mm-hmm. which I think is important to note. Mm-hmm. Um, the other, the other point that I wanted to make here, um, about Ritter, if you go back and look at his first start, it is very, very apparent from the very first snap that the guy is built for it. He is, he was ready for the moment. I mean, I can't. Frankly, if I was going to pick one game on the schedule where I would not have wanted him making a debut, it would have been that game. Like, I think that was in a very, very bad situation. Yep. And, you know, they talked afterwards about how, yeah, he's nervous, whatever it might be. He didn't show it. He never showed it. He looked confident. He was in command the whole time. People overlook that. People 100% overlook that. It's like, oh, wow, he's got command. No, it's he's got command. The guys respect him. He knows what he's doing. He's a very intelligent guy from the neck up. Everybody loves him. Everybody just raves about him from the neck up. Um, And if you talk to people who know quarterbacks and know what it takes and who have played in the NFL at a high level, the very first thing every one of them says is it all starts from the neck up. And Ritter's got Mm -hmm. it. Ritter, from that perspective, Ritter is 
a plus. I mean, he is that guy. And I mean, obviously he can move. He can, he can make some of the throws you want him to make. He missed a couple you would have really liked for him to make, but I thought that he made some plays with his legs that were very impressive too, that mm-hmm. I off his Cincinnati tape, like some of the, the play extension stuff that I, I honestly was kind of surprised about last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so to me, I really, I, I'm excited for it. I mean, you know, we're not going to, we're not going to find out about him until a few starts into 2023. And then, you know, maybe even a few starts after that, but the progress that he made from week 15 to week 18 was huge. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can talk about the level of competition all you want to play in Arizona, who's obviously very bad and, and playing Tampa Bay's second string for the last two and a half quarters. But I mean, he showed, he showed confidence. He showed toughness. He showed poise from the start. He showed progress. He got better every game. I mean, the guy, he did everything they asked him to do. I, I, I remember Dude. this very well. They, Arthur Smith, before Ritter's first start, laid out a laundry list of things that he wanted to see. And I was going back after probably start two or three, and I'm like, he's literally checked every single one of these boxes. Mm-hmm. And that's like not even just a, like an opinionated thing. Like it was a fact filled with like he's done all of this or Arthur had said that he had done all of that stuff. And so to me, I like the decision. I'm, I'm, I like it. I, I think if you look back at what happened with Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia, what if they had – what if they just kind of left him after his little start there at the end of his rookie year? Mm-hmm. Well, okay. I, I'm not going to say that Ritter's going to end up being a, a Jalen Hurts type of player. Sure. As far as career path, they're on a very, very similar trajectory. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think, I think it's worth the risk. You're taking a risk. Whatever you do at quarterback, you are taking a risk. We going to the Super Bowl? You saying? I swore he just said we going to the Super Bowl. That's, <laughs> I didn't hear nothing else. But we going to the Super Bowl. If Ritter follows the Jalen Hurts path, Mike, yes. I oh, Super Bowl! There you go. From or they, they will at least be a contender. They will at least be in the, in the mix, I believe. Yeah. Hey, I'll, t- I'll take maybe. I just don't like the nose, buddy. Mike, your thoughts on it, buddy? Um, you talking about uh, Ritter? And- the, the, yeah, the whole yeah, quarterback deal, um, yeah. Man, How- I'm just, uh, I really want to get that. I don't matter who it is. I just want to have that in stone so we can move forward with because like you said, if we have that, if we know who the driver of the car is, then we can kind of figure the rest of the shit out. But the drive is so important. And I know that the Twitter will not stop talking about that until we name a starter. It don't matter who we bring into. They say yeah. that man is the starter, like they won't stop. But 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 I love Taylor. I think uh great story. If you like football, then you like Taylor. Cause yeah. you just watch him. It's like Brett Favre when he used to, like a kid on the playground, like that's what he'd play like. I love Taylor. I have no issue with it. Um, I don't know how much he'll push Dez, but I think that he'll be a good backup if, if he does or not. Yeah, I was listening to our boy Aaron Freeman today on Lockdown Falcons, and he, Aaron, had, what the, he had the guy from um, that does Lockdown Commanders on, and he said that, uh, man, Taylor is like, loved by uh, his his teammates his teammates he's like a locker Mm -hmm. room guy he's if he lose if he doesn't win the job which he's probably not because i i would assume it's basically it's they're going to tell desmond hey it's your job to lose basically like it's Mm -hmm. yours but you can lose it you know so Mm -hmm. um but if taylor doesn't win a job he's not going to be that you know take his ball and go home type of guy he's going to be there to support ritter the entire time and help him out you know with what he's seen so I think it's a great fit, man. I think it's it's a good fit. And I, some of the criticism of Ritter that's been online is just over the top, man. Like, I mean, just picking out mm-hmm. plays he missed. I mean, you can literally take any quarterback yeah. and pick, a, pick some film 
that, that wants to support whatever you're talking about. And you can find it. You can find mm-hmm. Mahomes making a bad throw or a bad read. Like, I promise you, they're not going to make 100% good reads and 100% good throws all the time. It's not going to happen. So, especially a guy with the start to four games. So, so I mean, yeah, it's fine. If you go to our earlier stuff, oh, some of it was ass. If you go to our <laughs> earlier podcast, yeah, right. some of it was hard to, I'm telling right. you, like, you, you could do that to anybody, man. You could do it to anybody. Yeah. It's unfair. Yeah, man. So it's just, you know, it's fine to be critical, but you know, you, the, some of the overtop stuff is like, I mean, are you really a fan? Like, do you really like the Falcons? Like, you know, come on now. But, um, you know, yeah. it's, yeah, I'm right there with you. Um, hitting a few questions here from the chat. Do y'all think, oh, Shane, what's up, buddy? Uh, do y'all think Jalen Carter falls past Atlanta because he didn't have a great pro day and all the off the field thing is going on with him? What say you, Daniel? Yeah. Um, to answer the question, I do not think he does. Um, so my buddy Miles at Fox 5 um, was like, I've talked to a lot of people at the Combine who would know, and there's like no way he gets past the Falcons at pick eight. Um, and I, I trust Miles. So that's that's what I'll say on it. Um, and also, I, I just think he's a baller. I mean, guy is a complete stud up front, and his teammates love him. You know, obviously he's done some questionable things off the field, uh, but – he's a kid. He's a, he's a college kid. You know, he's going to make mistakes. I would know firsthand, uh, you know, but I mean, it's, um, yeah. I think you're going to hope that he matures. And when you get him at eight, I think you run the pick to the podium because he is hands yeah. down one of the top two at worst top three, most talented players in the draft class to me. So yeah. I would, I don't think they'll pass on him. No. Yeah, and I mean, I'm glad he was, I'm not, I don't, it, whoever got hurt, I don't want that. I'm glad he got in trouble because the drop to eight was good for us. Like I don't care. I don't care. Damage yeah. good. Yeah, it's some t- it's some times where you're in the store and the shit because like the uh the box is curved or they uh man discount the price. I'm buying that shit every time. If the thing that's inside the box is fine, he seems to be a a fine product. It's just the box is a little fucked up now, but I could kill right. that. Yeah, I didn't take the uh I didn't take the issues of him being a character problem. I, like you no, said, Daniel, he's a college kid who made a bad pick. mistake. You know, he made mm-hmm. a bad mistake. And then he's, you know, probably won't make it again, you know, I'd imagine. Yeah. Um, you're right. Thomas said, love the show. If that was my first time catching it live. Appreciate it, man. Right. What Appreciate up, buddy? Come on back, man. So what's while- this live? I have to ask the man right on live on the spot. Dan, have you ever wrote something that at the time you was writing it, you had a point, you knew you was right. And it just didn't age well. When you look back at that piece, you say, what the fuck was I thinking? Why did I write that? <laughs> That's a very good question, actually. Um, I want to say maybe, uh, yeah, like last offseason, I remember um, hyping up the John Fitzpatrick pick a little bit because I looked at it <laughs> I looked back and I was like, He's a blocking tight end. The guy's got a very safe floor. He'll be Lee Smith for the Falcons offense. I, I just remember looking at that and being like, of course he'll play in every game. Of course he'll catch five to ten passes. but be a really good blocking tight end. As it turned out, that guy is Parker Hesse and apparently not John Fitzpatrick. So that was uh, that was a really big miss by me last year, unfortunately. But It's all good, man. We all have them. And Wallace, Wallace just said, "Willing, winning will put butts in seats." And yes, you're mm-hmm. absolutely right, buddy. Winning will do that. Dre said, "I love uh, Jalen Hawkins." Jalen Hawkins really was rooting for him, but yeah, I didn't have a starter like you. Yeah, he, he did, did, man. He did not. Uh, yeah. I'm just going through here, seeing if there's any other 
Also, I think we keep Hayward even if we draft a seed. Oh, I want to keep Casey just because when we lost all our corners last year and we had no one to throw in, like I just want just for depth. Yeah, uh, Dre, yeah, Dre said Ibukedi about to eat this year. I feel it, man. Look, and yeah. also he he might do it. And I've talked about it before, like with and you and uh, are you an Alabama fan, Daniel? I am. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I didn't know it. Yeah, well, real tied. We are. I mean, okay. See, we're meant to be on the show together. Uh, um, but no, <laughs> the uh, the way that Alabama, the way the way uh, Will Anderson was successful. I mean, obviously he's a great player, but it was DJ Dale and Byron Young doing some dirty ass work in that middle mm -hmm. that allowed him to eat inside and get in on stunts and twists and and do what he did. So yeah, I think with us beefing up the interior line, that's only going to make those edges that much better. Man, hundred percent agree with you. Mm -hmm. um, Figgy Insurance Solutions. Welcome in. He said, I think we are taking Van Ness. Seems like a Nielsen guy. First time chatter and catching y'all live. Appreciate it, man. Don't, be a, it, don't be a stranger, man. Don't be a stranger. Um, Van Ness, man. So I did, a, I did a video on Van Ness. Like him a lot. Like uh, I didn't, I know some folks were turned off of the fact he wasn't a starter. Uh, you look into it a little bit deeper. Iowa does things a little bit differently. Uh, they let their, their junior seniors, like it doesn't matter if the sophomore freshman is more talented, their older guys are going to start and the younger guys will get in when they get in. And when they get older, then they get in, then, then they start. So that's kind of how Iowa does things a little different than some, most colleges will do it. So that's kind of why Van Ness wasn't necessarily a starter. He was absolutely talented enough to be one. I mean, I watched him dominate Paris Johnson, uh, yeah. quite a few snaps in against Ohio state. I like him a lot, man. He's built like a tank. He's 275 pounds, six foot four, got a freaking six pack. He looks like he's captain America going on, but, um, I knew, when I watched him, I didn't know, and this is before, you know, the combine, of course, you see guys fly up the board, you see him fall, depending on how they come, how they, you know, perform. I thought he'd be a guy that really shot up because I thought he was going to, you know, really test well. And he did. Um, yeah. And then I was thinking, okay, maybe we get him with our second pick. But then all of a sudden it was like, I think Daniel Jeremiah came out, was like, oh, you know, picking mm -hmm. him at eight. I was like, oh, shit. I didn't think about him at eight. But what do you think, Daniel? You think that's a possibility at eight? Yeah, let me throw a little teaser out there for you too, real quick. I actually had a friend who played high school hockey with Lucas Van Ness in Iowa, uh, or no, Illinois, Chicago area, Illinois. Hardy was a goon. So, Hardy was a goon when he played hockey. Very good defender. Yeah, I'll have a. I should have a very good story on that. Maybe, about maybe the next couple of weeks or a month. Oh, I love it. So, anyways, Lucas Van Ness, the player. Yeah, um, I remember watching his tape. I just you can see the tools. He's not completely there yet, but I think you bet on the upside, and I think. Right. Um, I wasn't there for the entirety of his podium session at the combine. Um, but I mean, he, he came off as just a really um, genuine individual. Um, I talked to a few of his teammates about him too, and they just, they love the guy, uh, mm -hmm. praised him. Um, you know, you mentioned his abs. I mean, his, his nickname at <laughs> Iowa is Hercules. I'm pretty sure. So, I, I mean, he's um, there's a lot of people who think very highly of him. I'm, I'm not sure he's not going to end up as a top, 10 prospect for me personally, but I don't mm -hmm. hate it because I feel like you look at the tools and you look at the way that he's mentally wired. Um, and I think he could have something pretty special. Um, and I feel like at the base for him, you see a guy who can really, really move. And I, I think when you're that big and you can move the way that he can, it gives you a fairly high floor. Um, and I think he can make an impact pretty early, especially if it's, you know, especially if he's in single block situations on the edge and he's just setting the edge, wherever it might be. Mm -hmm. Um, I think he's pretty solid there, but he can also really, his speed to power is probably one mm -hmm. of the top five best in the, in the draft. In my Agreed. person, I mean, he's, he put Skaronsky on the turf in a, in a second, like yep. last year. I mean, he's, uh, 
he's a good football player. I I would be intrigued. I think is the word I would say about Lucas Van Ness. Very intrigued. Yeah, yeah. I think I agree. I think he's got a high ceiling for sure. Um, you're taking a risk at him at eight. I mean, I, I don't still. Uh, you know, if if Gonzalez or Witherspoon's there at eight, I don't know how you pass on those guys because I think those are you plug in day one. They're starting for you without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, especially when we need a CB two. You know, it's obviously a big unless they address it obviously prior to, but I mean, that's right now. It's a, that's a thing. Billy Mills said Malone's an underrated player. Let's watch the progress he makes mm-hmm. this year. I like Malone a lot, man. I mean, like, you know, twitchy guy off the edge, you know, a little undersized, but I like him. I mean, see, uh, it'll be, it will be interesting to see how, how uh, Nielsen uses him. Spam said, I am super happy when I attend games this season, my defense. There you go. Yeah. The opposing team. I love it, man. I love I it. Am. I yeah. Now, I'm happy already. I'm telling he could have did one thing and I would have said Super Bowl. But to do all this, I'm for sure saying Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, John Brooks said, what do you guys think about Slay showing interest in Atlanta? John, first of all, thanks, buddy. Welcome in. Um, yeah, we no, talked about it earlier, man. Uh, I think Daniel said he uh, didn't don't quite see it uh, working mm-hmm. out, probably, yeah. um, depending on the on the terms that it could be, but more than likely not, right? He wants to take a little hometown, a uh, little hometown cooking from Chef Terry. I think is the nickname I've seen flight, flighting around, floating around there. I mean, uh, maybe, but um, no, I think he's going to probably get a little bit more than what they want to pay. Yeah. Uh, XRP lyric, what's up? So, what are the chances Rashawn Evans gets resigned? Any guys possibly getting cut to create more cap space? Daniel. Yeah. Um, if Pease had come back, I think you would have seen Rashawn Evans come back. I think um, with Nielsen coming in and Caden Ellis coming in, I would be pretty surprised if they brought Evans back. I think Caden Ellis will be the middle linebacker next year. Um, guys possibly getting cut. You mentioned Hayward earlier. Obviously, we talked about that a little bit. That's really mm-hmm. 50-50, but I would lean probably not him. Um, kind of put me on the spot with that one. There's nobody that really comes to mind off the top of my head where it's like, yeah, he's a goner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was trying to think myself. Um, Who, yeah. I, yeah, I can't really, honestly. I mean, because I, I would have said possibly Oliver just got signed, so he's not even – so, yeah. I mean, um, Billy Mills says, how much cap we got left? You know, you, you got that number, Daniel? I've seen people in the comments floating around like 40 million, 30 million. I'm like, that seems a little bit rich. But I think NFL Networker over the cap had him at about like 30 million. I, I thought it was more about 20, 25. Um, but I can't give a, an exact number, but it is definitely enough to keep adding. I will say that probably enough to add a handful more guys. So. Wallace, what do y'all think about picking up Lawan or Ben Jones? Uh, I'm out on Lawan just because of he'd have to switch to right tackle now. Now that now that McGarry's mm-hmm. there, he's not going to be coming in. Um, ben, I would take Ben Jones. Uh, I love Ben Jones. Um, a little older, but if they're really bought in on on uh, Dawman, then probably not, right? Right. Yeah, Arthur Smith loves Ben Jones, though. That is the yeah. one thing when that happened. Arthur had a had a little bit last year in training camp. He was talking about uh, centers and how they can really help you with the foundation. And he's like, Alex Mack, Todd McClure, Ben Jones are the three names that he listed. And so um, I think Ben Jones would be a very interesting get, but I think they're going to let Drew Dolman. I I think they're going to let him run the show next year. Uh, Yeah, I tend to agree. My only, my criticism of Dolman last year was I didn't think his, um, his functional strength showed up enough. I thought he got pushed in the backfield a lot. He did. Um, yeah. So he did. that was that's the one thing that worried me about that. If he can, you know, do some more squats and deadlifts, maybe we can, uh, you know, mm-hmm. he can improve that a little bit. It's the gym, Drew. Uh, it's the gym. 
Yeah, man. That's what I'm talking about. Um, Steam says leader Des Ritter train. He promised the Super Bowl. Hey, man, he did. That's I know. Right. I was just thinking when when he was talking about Des, I said Steve is in the comments enjoying every bit of this. And then he commented. I love it. Curious had to hop off for a few. Did Daniel say if the draft was tonight who he would pick at eight in our free uh, with our free agent signs and made it so far? Yeah, I think uh, Gonzalez, right? That's your yeah. If he's if be. he's there, yeah. Yeah, it's it's tricky though because um, I'm not sure if you saw, but I had like a trends article on corners recently, and it's like all the guys that they've targeted have been like 5'11", 190, or pretty much mm -hmm. lighter. There's like no examples of a guy being six one one ninety seven ever mm -hmm. with. Jerry Gray with Ryan Nielsen, really with um, Steve Jackson. Like there's nobody, all of the guys that should have a say in that there's really no history of anybody that that size height or weight. Um, but I think Gonzalez is kind of the top corner for a lot of teams, in the NFL. And so I, I think mm -hmm. um, I'd have him as the favorite if the draft was today. For sure. Kerry said, wait, John, why is it on the QB determine if we get the Super Bowl in the next five years? Uh, That's just a good one, Kerry. I'm glad you put that on. Go ahead, John. Yeah, no, it's uh, but I mean, this is you can just look. I mean, like it's you teams don't really make it to Super Bowl without at least really good QB play. You know, like you can't have a guy that's kind of shitty that's uh, you know, with a really good team. Even with Brad Johnson and, and Trent Dilfer, they had good years as a quarterback, and they weren't they weren't like Dilfer wasn't required to do a whole lot in that 2000 team. Mm -hmm. He was required to just make some throws, and Jamal Lewis went out there and just smashed people. Um, you know, so I mean, like that was, yeah. I mean, in today's NFL, you got to have a guy that can throw the ball and do it you know, pretty well. Now, granted, our offense is tailored for the run game, so it's not as as important. We got to, but we, we have to have somebody that can make at least those layup throws, go deep when we need to. I think Ritter can do that. But, yeah, that's why I say that, you know, we, we can't go – we can have a great team, but if the QB is not living up to it, then he's turning the ball over or whatever. You know, it's going to be a rough season. That's the only reason I was And please don't fret, Curry, because if we really need him, man, I call Matty Ice, he'll come out of retirement for us if we need him. <laughs> And we just throw up like the little bat, you know how they did, man. Batman, it'll just be like a two in the sky, right? We just get <laughs> a two in the sky. Here come. This fam said, last time I checked, defense win the Super Bowl. That is correct. Mm -hmm. uh, you need man. a functional quarterback, but defense will get you there. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, and, and we seem to be working on the defense. That's why I love it. Yeah, absolutely. Dre said, I laugh at people that freak out about the contracts that don't yeah. understand contracts. It's up to one of me and lost. I know, but, man. Yeah, they uh, think it's now, like all at once. Gotta look at the details, man. Uh, Jeremiah said, uh, Why was the Falcons so quiet last couple of days? <laughs> man, because they went crazy on Monday. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they had to take a little rest. I don't know. I mean, what do you think, Daniel? Just, you know. Hey, man, Daniel, I saw you put um, one day, um, I don't know who wrote it, but a person put like, uh, 130 uh the falcons have not had any activity and you put uh i'm eating lunch challenge or some shit like that like yeah close, buddy Very fun, no, let me eat lunch challenge yeah, yeah. Man, let me eat yeah. Lunch challenge. <laughs> it was a rough go i mean I, I was it was like one thing after another just wouldn't stop um but mm -hmm. no i mean you know to, to answer the question i just think they've done um a lot of the heavy lifting early um, okay. And if you look at the last few years, there's kind of waves of free agency, right? I mean, the last few years, if you look at what the Falcons have done, it's we're going to wait till wave two, wave three, yeah. um, and let some of these markets kind of drop a little bit. Um, and, and I think that's kind of where they're at now is kind of in a holding pattern. Um, and obviously, they had some guys at the uh, UGA Pro Day today, which took some attention away from some other things, I would imagine. So, um, yeah, I, I just think it's because they kind of signed. I feel like 
Onyemata and Jesse Bates are like the two big guys of, of mm-hmm. like we had to put a big emphasis on them. Even Caden Ellis a little bit too, and mm-hmm. I guess Heineke as as it proved out to be a little bit. Um, I kind of think they're just kind of in a holding pattern now of we like these guys, but not at the price that they want at the moment. Um, and again, you kind of also have to wait on the player too. Uh, you know, I mean, it feels in the modern day, it's like you can start talking to people at noon on Monday. It's like we need a, we need an answer now, right? Like soon, I, I don't want to mm-hmm. wait. But, you know, some of these guys are making life-changing, you know, moves. And so I would imagine there's kind of a holdup on some some players' ends too. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, Aaron says he's not a fan of the Jake Matthews contract, 28 million hit. And his dead money goes until 2026. Uh, chances they restructure that, Daniel? What do you think? Uh, at some point, I'd say, yeah, fairly likely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, Miss B, what's happening? She said, y'all Miss been taking B. that litter praise too far. Like, let's no, just see? wait and see, bringing up Jalen. Yeah, I'm, no, glad, not- I'm glad you brought that comment up. So, to clarify, I'm not saying that he is Jalen Hurts right now. That is, I want to make that first and foremost. It's just, if you look back at Jalen Hurts' rookie year, um, there were a lot of people who were like, you can't start this guy the year mm-hmm. after. And I think Almost if you Almost yeah. the so I mean I mean I didn't mean to really cut you off. Well, yeah. Almost the entire city of Philadelphia didn't want him to start the second year. Mm-hmm. And so I just think if you look at where Ritter's at right now, timeline wise, if you can have Ritter end up following Jalen Hurts' footsteps as far as having people question, can a can a guy drafted on the second day of the draft become a franchise quarterback? Jalen Hurts just did that literally two years ago. I think he was they had all the questions about him, you know. So I mean. That's that's where the comparison of where they're at in their careers comes from. Not necessarily that I think he's that caliber of player at, at this moment, for sure not. But so. oh, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And I think this is you know what what she says here is perfect. I mean, yeah, both extremes are annoying as shit because uh, yeah. it's like he's not as bad as people says he is. He's not as great as some of the mm-hmm. people that are like the far end. It's like we just don't know yet. I mean, like I'm yeah. I'm optimistic at what I've seen. Um, and I think he, like Daniel said, I think he's got what it takes from the neck up. It's just he has to take that step now. So, yeah, we have to wait mm-hmm. and see because nobody can really say. Mm-hmm. It's fine to be optimistic, though. You can be optimistic about it. That's mm-hmm. fine. It's just, yeah. you know, I mean, you know, you don't – It's you can't sit there and say, like, yeah, he's for sure 100% the guy because we just haven't seen mm-hmm. enough yet. After this season, yeah, we'll, we're into the season, you know, then then you'll have an idea. Like I said, I mean, and I'm not even. Please don't get me wrong. I'm not comparing him to Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning had a terrible rookie season. Terrible. terrible. The entire season was horrible. Terrible. Yeah, terrible. Mm-hmm. And then look what happened. So I mean, and I'm not. Like I said, not saying that at all. It's just saying sometimes quarterbacks take a little bit to develop. So it just mm-hmm. depends on how quickly they do that. Um, and you know, it also goes with how how fast that Arthur and Terry's gonna let him do it. You know, like they they're gonna have to. Arthur Blank has said it that he wants to. Seven wins is not going to be acceptable this year. So, you know, they're going to want to, they're going to want to win sooner than later. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see if we got any more questions. Uh, Mike, you got, if you got anything for Daniel, go ahead, man. I'm just looking. Dan, I got something for you completely. You know me, man. <laughs> so, so listen, yeah, yeah. I have to ask you this. When you go out and you're interviewing, do you have a, a struggle meal that you like to lean on? Like, what is your struggle meal? Like you got, it had to be under $10, but you feel like I know I could feel myself with this and this is my go-to. Yeah. I'm lucky to have a decently cheap Chinese restaurant nearby. Damn. So Damn. I, yeah. So basically I'll go out um, when I'm not in Atlanta or any, any, not in the local area. Mm-hmm. Um, I can just head out, 
get a little Asia walk is, is the restaurant name. Get a little, uh, <laughs> what's it called? A little general Tao chicken. There it is. Yeah. That, yeah. That is the move that, that is definitely for me. That's the move. So, yeah. um, yeah, no, it's, um, it hits, it, it has never not hit for me. And so yeah, that is- that's actually funny enough. That's, that's what I ended up eating. Um, when Terry wouldn't let me eat. After he finally let me eat, that's what I went out and I got. I need a little something to take a little something off. So yeah, was, yeah. That's hilarious. I love um, it. Twice from Deer, I said, Terrence Mathis said, grab Gibbs from Bama to be another CP84. How do y'all feel about that? I like it, personally. Now, you're asking two Bama fans. I was getting ready to say, you asking the wrong two people, really. 100%. Man, I, Bring me Jameer Gibbs. Yeah. Easy. Yeah, I, yeah, I love that dude, man. Like, uh-huh. he's... As impressive as it comes, not your, not your, uh, if y'all saw my little draft video on Roshan Johnson and Daenerys Prince, he is not that. He is a very different, whether you, whether you would call it CP or, uh, uh, my mind just went blank, dude from, uh, Saints, uh, Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara. Yeah. I, uh, I, yeah. I see the comp. I see it too. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, they're very different cats, but they, yeah. Um, for the yeah, I'm I'm, I'm on board. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, oh. Jeremiah said I can't see the Falcons passes on Jalen for Van Ness if Jalen is there. Mm-hmm. You will see you will see a strat, straight out revolt in Atlanta if they pick mm-hmm. Van Ness over Jalen Carter. I can mm-hmm. promise you that. Uh, now this has been going on for a while. Yeah, they do. So I have to ask you this, Dan: Do you take a running back in the top no, number one in the first round to? Do you take a running back in the top ten? No. Wait, me? Okay, me personally. If I'm if I'm just a GM in general, or if I'm just if I'm the Falcons. If you just a GM in general, do you draft a running back in the first round? Okay, I think in Bijan's case, if you are general, just if you're just a flat out stud, I could see the argument for it. But as a rule of thumb, I am against it because. What I've learned the last few years as, as a as a Twitter scout is what I'll call myself here, mm-hmm. um, is that you can get really good running backs. I, in my personal opinion, running backs are fit dependent. They are fit and scheme dependent, and you can stick. Falcons just got Tyler Algier in the fifth round last year. Mm-hmm. Packers drafted Aaron Jones in the fifth or sixth round out of, out of UTSA. The Jaguars signed James Robinson as an undrafted free agent in 2020, I think it was, and he had a 1K rookie year. I mean, it happens pretty much every year um, where you get a guy who was overlooked in the draft process or fell and ended up being a really good pro because he's in the right or had a really good year at least and was a productive pro because he was in the right scheme, the right system, had the right fit, everything. And so from that perspective, I think you can have – I mean, the Falcons just had the number three rushing offense with a fifth-round rookie running back, an undrafted free agent from the year prior and a 31 year old Cordero Patterson. Mm-hmm. And then Avery Williams who played corner as a rookie. <laughs> so to me, I don't place as much of a positional value on it. Um, that's why I would avoid it in the top 10. That's why I personally would avoid it in the first round. I've gone on rants before. I've even said I would avoid it in the top 100. That might be, that might be a bit rich. Now that's but- ice pick flick. <laughs> That's my hot take is I, I value running backs about as low as I feel like probably anybody does. Just because I feel Dang. like it's such a how often do running backs get second contracts from the from the team that they're on? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Not excessively often, I feel like. And I mean yeah. it's you've seen the you've seen the running back marketing free agency is not very big either. I mean, it's um I just I wouldn't invest in it. Yeah, you're right. I think there's a better chance that we get his backup 
Roshan Johnson in oh. the later rounds than it is than we get Bijan. Because I, I mean, if y'all want, like I said, go back and watch the little draft video if you want to learn a little bit about Roshan. But he fits the scheme perfectly. Like he's played mm-hmm. all four phases of special teams and then and does it well. He can run block. He can pass block. He's I think he's five, he's a five eleven or six foot. Um, you know, two two nineteen, two twenty. I mean, like big dude. Like you know, he's he's very similar. Like he's not. If Tyler needs to go, you know, sit down for a rest, the offense doesn't change at all when he comes mm-hmm. in. You know, that type of guy. So yeah, I think there's a better chance of that happening. Um, yeah, and also Roshan would have started on probably about ninety nine percent of Division one football teams last year. He 100%. is very good, and and the Falcons did. He talked about the Falcons and the Eagles were the two teams that showed the most interest in him too. So. Mm-hmm. I did see the Eagles a few mocks for the Eagles taking Bijan at ten. Yeah, I did see cool. that. Which I would love be, Bijan. I, which would be yeah. disgusting. Yeah, yeah I yeah. got to talk to him a few times at Indy, just in passing. Just a really, mm-hmm. really good guy. Really like him. Awesome. Uh, Wallace said, "I think with the resigning of of Carter, that we stay in a three-four base, and though, and I, I that they said they were going to be multiple. What do y'all think? I still think they'll be multiple. Um, yeah, I still think multiple. Yeah. I mean, there's just so many." today's nfl i mean you're just you're in nickel you're in nickel and a lot i mean 75 percent of the time so yeah mm-hmm. i don't think that's going to be too big of a uh, a big thing um jeremiah said if jalen isn't there who would be the next option atl takes yeah that's going to be gonzalez or weatherspoon or yeah. i think if i you know because it's going to be yeah. a heavy those quarterbacks are going to go early obviously we know it's going to be i mean what uh stroud probably number one stroud or young then we've got uh, and Richardson will probably pop up there. So that's three quarterbacks probably will go ahead of a, you know, ahead of our pick more than likely. So yeah, who knows, man, it's, I've seen the lions possibly are high on Gonzalez. So. Yeah. yeah they they have signed a few corners in free agency though. Apparently I learned. So that could take. Dante, I'm not sure buddy what you've been watching. Cause we did a lot in free agency. You know, we just being patient now, buddy. Yeah, we, we're we're doing good, man. We're, I think we're we're we can't. I don't honestly. I don't want us to blow everything because I'd like to have a little bit of space into the season in case there. Where nothing is worse than man being in the strip club and spending all your money and then seeing the bad stripper. Calm uh, yourself, pace yourself. I mean, I don't like I said. If they go use it all, great. But I mean, I'm fine if they don't. And we, you know, because you know how I mean, before the trade deadline, if somebody pops up that we can mm-hmm. go get, if we're yeah, doing really well, and we and we can add somebody that, to the team at that point in the season to push us over the edge. Hey, I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I'm all about that too, man. Um, like I said, folks still doubt Ritter's talent without giving him a chance. Yeah, that happens. Um, and then uh, not say I really want our Falcons to sign Slay so badly. Yeah, I mean, it's possible, man. It's possible. Um, let's see, man. What is this? Uh, Millie Mills said he's him and him and Liam are talking, but I'll trash you with Fleet. Man, this is hilarious. Oh, no. and well, Liam said, Last year, welcome man. to try, <laughs> <laughs> Liam, buddy. Oh, talking, yeah. shit. oh my goodness, buddy. If you get smashed by Millie, man, I ain't gonna hear yeah. about it. <laughs> That's, that's all on you, buddy. Mm. Um, Michael said that's the big issue with Ritter. He wasn't taken in the third round and not the first. Folks hate on him because of that. No QB star as a rookie. I'm a superstar. Give him time and support. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, you can look at pretty much any uh, any draft. I mean, first-round quarterbacks hit at about 25%. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's not a high rate there anyway. Um, I'm checking to see if there's any more questions left here. If I miss you guys, I'm sorry. I'm trying to scroll through it. Um, 
do y'all have questions for mr flick i know y'all got something I, I got one man when they do uh like the swimsuit thing just call us buddy just just call out of your fucking mind we gonna come support you buddy we just want to be there honestly so yeah swimsuit, i got you God. i'll be sure to i'll be sure to keep that one in mind please mike always showing love to the stripper you gotta care about the strippers carrie <laughs> They said Cardinals might take Gonzalez. They didn't. Yeah, they did just lose Byron Murphy. Yeah, it's possible too, man. Yeah, I've seen the. But I keep seeing Tyree Wilson mock to them every time. Um, So maybe they're high on him. I don't know. Um, All right, man, Daniel. We've kept you an hour and thirty-seven minutes, man. We will. uh, We typically do uh, like Andre overrated. We'll do that next time you're on the show when we don't have so much to talk about. Yeah. One time though, I I have to do one. I have to do Do one. Tear it up, man. Because it has something to do with Mister Flick here. And it's overrated is being humble. And I'm and I'm gonna tell you why. Daniel is the most casual person you've ever seen to say some shit important and then just keep going. Like if I this would he do all the time, he'd be like, Yeah, because when I was talking like the man Matt Ryan, um, <laughs> but we was having pizza that day, and I'm like, how did you gloss over that shit? You don't just gloss over the fact you talk to Matty Ice, you you chill there, you gotta express that. So I say this. Yeah. You all, uh, it's a few people out there that are just great at your job, at whatever you do. Don't allow people to tell you, like, be more humble and be be more just. If when you, when people try to get you to be humble, it's just because you fucking with them somehow. It's just, man, your confidence is fucking with me. You seem to be, it's bothering me. So they try to tell you to dim your light, but don't dim your light. Cause you, my friend, are doing big things, and that's it. Y'all got, I swear to God, like his Twitter even do that shit. He'll go on Twitter and be like, "Yeah, I was just speaking to like like a Jesus Christ in the corner." Then, but then we went and had donuts, and I'm like, "You just don't. How did you get over to Jesus? You just talk to Jesus, and you're not gonna dwell on that." But I always think that this dude is super humble because he won't. Um, he just won't dwell on that. He won't hype himself up like that. But he's. This dude talked to really important people and uh, he talked to uh, the college players and like the NFL players and the staff and all that shit. There's not a lot of people on Twitter who have access the way he got access. Uh, the shit I would be talking, I never let you people forget it. Yeah, I would never let you forget that I had some access that your ass didn't have. But I feel yeah. like he handles it very humbly and very great. And uh, man, we love you, buddy. Just happy to have you on the show, man. I truly appreciate that. No, it really, really means the world. Um, it's it's for sure. It's been a, a blessing to be able to to come on with you all and, and talk to some of the the guys I've been able to talk to this year. So, I uh, whenever y'all want me back on, I will will I will try. I will try, yeah. try my very hardest. Obviously, you got a lot going on, but I, I'll make time. Gladly make That's time. Good. Of course, man. Yeah, and I'll do a quick one. Underrated man, gratitude man. So, and just like Mike said, if you not enough gratitude is shown these days, man. Whether whether it be to your damn Starbucks barista or mm-hmm. the person at the drive-through or whatever, man. If you think somebody's doing a good job, man, just tell them. It may make their day. They could have having a shitty day. Mm-hmm. It may make their week. You never yep. know, man. Just say, hey, you know, I appreciate the work you do or whatever it might be, man. It goes a long way. I know. I mean, everybody. If they tell you they don't like hearing that, they're lying. Everybody likes to be told they're doing a good job mm-hmm. or that they're appreciated. So don't forget that, man. I just had to throw that in there. Um, real quick, man. Millie Mill says, hey, Flick, you think Tank Dale can replace Oz? I don't think Oz is going. I think I love Oz. That's just my opinion. Go ahead. I love Oz. Yeah. I um, I 
in theory, skill set wise, yeah. Um, I would look more for Tyler Scott to be that type of player. I will say that. Mm-hmm. I, I like do it. know there is some interest there. So, and what do you think about Michael's comment here? Is there something developing with him that folks should be concerned about? Jalen Carter failed to finish his workout today. Yeah, I um kind of back with what we were saying. He's a college kid who has had a very, very tough two months in his personal life. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure his agent is not very pleased, and I'm sure the media people uh, on, on a national scale will probably tear him apart for that. But I, the guy's had a really rough couple months, so I I don't hold it. I think he'll be okay. Moral of the story, I think he'll be all right. Yeah, I agree. This you are I'm just laughing while well, I'm trying to fucking listen to him, but she got me laughing. <laughs> She's Dana says literally me watching and listening to Mike every show, big smile on my face and laughing from his crazy <laughs> shit. He says, Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. So all right, Daniel, man. We appreciate you, man, so much for coming on with us and spending, like I said, an hour 40 with us. Obviously, yeah. a ton to talk about, man. We had I mean, last year was pretty boring around this time of year. We mm-hmm. didn't have a whole lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could have just we could have just skipped right through for agency and it ended up been just fine. But um man, we we it was thanks for taking the time. We know you're busy as hell. Um and um yeah, whenever sometime before the season we gotta get you back on. Whenever it's kind of mm-hmm. maybe the, the slow part, we can come back on, just yeah. have some fun and, and have Most a good definitely. show, man. So we the um, rookie of the year, but he is the real rookie of the year, dog. He skipped the college. He went straight from <laughs> high school to the pros. It's not a lot of people that can do that. Man. I appreciate Absolutely, you guys. Man. I really do appreciate all the support. Yeah, man. The world. Yeah, yeah, man. Sure. So um, you guys watching, like I said, make sure you hit the like button for us. It helps us out so much. If you're listening to us on iTunes or Spotify, just drop us a five-star review. It helps us on those platforms. We will shout you out on the show if you write us some kind words on iTunes. Um, and if you want to email us, it's atlfalconfancast at gmail.com. We do have merch. We have – and shout mm-hmm. out, man. Uh, dude just tweeted us earlier, man. Um I was going to just shoot him on the show here because uh, he he bought a shirt, man, and he put it on Twitter, and he was going at uh, Myler Tortier. I'm going to say I'm hoped I'm pronouncing that correctly. He's got the shirt, and he's going to eat all you can eat wings. With the shirt on, on. I love it, buddy. Come on, that's I mean that's (laughs) ideal, man. You got the shirt, and you're going to eat all all you can eat wings. But yeah, they look like this. Mine's pink. You can kind of see it here. But you can. There's different colors, man. We've got hoodies, all that stuff. I'll put the link to the store uh, in the description of the video if you guys are interested. Feel free. We always appreciate the support there. Um, Again, follow Variety Sports Network on YouTube. Um, If you're actually if you're fans of other baseball teams, hockey teams, wrestling college basketball is heating up they got march madness shows going on make sure you check them out always good shows there and good host i think i got everything now mike am i forgetting anything buddy am i good uh that you got two options is that you can be inside of your appropriate mind or you can be out of your falcon mind it's it's (laughs) it's really up to you but you gotta pick uh michael we appreciate you man thanks for tuning in buddy uh and mama cottrell popped in mom great show john and mike Nice. I love you, mom. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we appreciate that, Carrie. All right, guys. So we will catch you guys. This is Wednesday. Unless some just craziness happens and Mike and I can uh, get it into our schedule, we will mm-hmm. see you next Wednesday for another show. Um, but like I said, if some crazy signings pop up or, you know, maybe there if there is an off the wall signing like a Darius Slay or something like that, we might pop in here and do a show. Um, if not, we'll show see you next Wednesday. Is, is on the way, too. It's, it's getting close to 100. Yeah, we got Matt Ryan on the show, man. Daniel Flick on the show. Man, Obama said he's gonna pop in. Hey, Steph Daniel. Curry gonna be here. You you won't want to miss a hundred.
Hey, for real though, Daniel, if you want to pop in on a hundred for like two minutes and say, well, we'll like, let's, we're going to have just like kind of open, just have fun with yeah. our show. So I'll, I'll let, I'll keep you posted on that. I'm in um, a place and I'm there, my friend. Love it. Love it. So um, we'll be back next Wednesday. Like I said, we will have, if you guys have watched the show before, Mr. Savion Mixon and Fleek, um, both guys have been on the show. Two of our good friends, man. Great guys. Can't wait to have them back on. I think we've never had them on together. I don't think, have we? Never. Never. So this, dude, we're going to have so much. This, dude, it's going to be so much fun with those guys. It's going to be amazing. Uh, Kendra, appreciate you so much, man. So excited for the next show. Miss Davis, always appreciate Davis, it. Thank, thank you, you so much. So, Carrie, of course, love you guys. No. Um, love you. Love you guys. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm just here talking. But anyway, all right, you guys have a great weekend and a great rest of your week. We will catch you next Wednesday. Stay out of your Falcon mind. Mike. Flick said Matt Ryan belongs in the Hall of Fame. You heard it here first. Out of your falcon mind. Peace.